Welcome back to Rebelde Rewatch. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Hortensia. And today we're talking about episodes five and six of Rebelde. Uh, we've talked through the first four episodes, kind of where we got to meet characters. We've gotten to know some of the basic plot points of um, the Elite Way School and the crew. Um, so today we're going to jump right in to the next two episodes, five and six, Uh, and just keep going with these adventures from our favorite teens um, in the Rebelde world. So just to recap episode five, uh, the biggest thing to note, I guess, is that stakes seem to be getting a little higher. Um, there's a few things that happen in this episode um, that start getting a little more serious than we've been in the in the first few. I mean, we've had some big things happen, um, like Diego's car crash and his attack. But in terms of... Um, just some some interactions that we see in this episode with characters um things are i guess there's more tension arising amongst uh the different students uh individually but also in groups and so we start to see some of that in episode five uh we start to get uh a twist with um some gossip girl type feel going on in this episode so that's what we're covering today uh where do you want to start talking about episode five what well, um to start off i just wanted to kind of note that uh this is the first episode where we get a change in intro music um and i just it, it's a song that we don't really recognize it's not rebelde and it's not something performed by Erode. it's um a song actually by eric rubin but i think that just goes to show how much music is going to be playing a part of of the rebelde and also like um their world and also like for the people that know the group the, the novella and the group like music is going to be huge later on so it just goes to show how much music does play a part like even just by the intros or by sometimes some of the music that they play during important scenes and their key scenes so uh, I just I just noticed that this was the first time that they kind of switched that up for us so yeah and is it fair to say sometimes those the music that they choose uh, goes with the theme in the episode Or maybe something that's going to happen later. Yeah, later on. Okay. Um, but I guess the main thing, well, to start, we were left on a big cliffhanger um, because Diego was attacked. And mm -hmm. we don't know what's going to happen to him at the end of episode four. And we really don't find out. It's funny because we don't really find out right away. <laughs> um, right. It doesn't pick up there. No, it's not really like that's the first thing we're, we're you know, that they're trying to address. Like, oh, is he alive? Is he dead? What's happening to Diego? It's like we go into other storylines. Um, so we'll come back to Diego later. But uh, I guess one of the main things that happens right at the start, too, is um, Alma Rey shows up at the Vacans Club to see Roberta because she misses her. And in her typical way of being kind of over the top and, you know, she's a star. She's a pop star. So she's or, or a grupera. She's a grupera. And um She she does things, you know, because that's her way. She's got all these, like, access to, like, you know, private planes and stuff. So she brings this hydroplane and she kind of lands and gets off and starts handing out gifts. And it's all very attention getting. And so it's just funny to see because that's exactly what Roberta dislikes, that her mom always gets the attention. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the first things, you know, like she she you know there and she's happy to see her mom but then her mom kind of becomes the center of attention and is like oh everyone's just like oh you know like, all amazed to meet her because she's famous and um and Roberta you can see from her expressions and everything she's not happy about it <laughs> so yeah it's like Alma uh can't help it but she becomes like she's a big personality she's famous she kind of takes over and she doesn't realize that she's taking over as she's mm -hmm. doing it um so that's That brings in some of the tension that we'll see with her and Roberta that we've also like we know that that already is there, but this it just it's going to be more apparent in this episode. Yeah, it, it, it is because um, the main reason later and we'll see as, as we go on is that Roberta's interested in the camp counselor Mauro and obviously this is not a good relationship because he's older he's he's a person in authority he's the person in charge of the kids and so we already know that's not a good you know a good person for her to sit set her eyes on but she's always kind of very rebellious very against what everybody thinks she should do so 
that's who she wants and that's what she's decided and then later on we see that Mauro has developed a crush on Alma and so I feel like that's that was done also intentionally to kind of highlight it, it, it brings in again more of that tension of like Roberta seeing her mom as a rival and her mom not realizing that that's the reason you know she might realize it a little bit but she doesn't do anything intentionally to hurt Roberta so mm -hmm. she doesn't see how sometimes the things she does do or even just like you said she's a big personality so sometimes just her presence like it takes away Roberta's spotlight or what Roberta feels like is her moment to shine you know mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and even though we as viewers know that like Alma and Mauro are much more uh, you know appropriate age-wise for mm -hmm. Roberta she doesn't think about it that way she just thinks like here comes my mom taking something that I liked or somebody that I liked and not only is she just taking the attention but she's also you know she's getting the guy that I had plans to seduce or whatever <laughs> exactly yeah so um but yeah, so that's that's what's going on with Roberta for now. And and um I guess another thing I wanted to talk about was uh really another another relationship is again Mia and her friends, going back to that one we've talked about a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Um Mia and Vico are feeling a little bit left out because Miguel has kind of taken over Selena's time and you know, he's sort of using Selena to get to Mia and also to, you know, just I guess just annoy them and everything. So she's been spending a lot of time with Miguel and she's sort of leaving her friends behind. And so they're feeling left out, but then they're talking about how, um, I guess, Oh, because I, this is what happened. So uh, Selena didn't want to wear a bathing suit, which is again, going back to those body issues, those like body uh, confidence and issues that she had, you know, like she's very self-conscious. She's, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and one good point that Miguel has here, <laughs> um, <laughs> because he's been kind of, again, he's been very manipulative, but in one good moment, he does kind of help build her up. And he says, you know, don't care what people say and you should do what makes us, you know, what makes you happy and what uh, lets us have fun and let's just go enjoy ourselves and this and that. And so I did like that. Even if let's say his intentions aren't good or whatever he's doing, at least he's not hurting her, but he's in that way. He's helping boost up her confidence, mm -hmm. at least in that moment, you know? And um, he makes her feel like, you know, I like you. I still like you. Don't feel self-conscious around me, this and this and this. Um, and, but it's funny because then, you know, when she does wear her bathing suit and all this and this, then Miko, um, Vico and Mia are talking about, how she would never have done that so somebody must be influencing her and yeah, yeah. and it's weird because again it, it's also like a weird thing for friends to say because it's like don't you want your friend to be happy not self-conscious but it was a little awkward um but Vico's a little bit more critical she's the one that's kind of saying oh she you know why was she doing that why she, you know kind of like she looks yeah like well she's basically that. saying like why would she wear that she shouldn't be wearing that yeah and so Mia does step in a little to defend her I mean she she doesn't right out criticize Selena but she does say like well she would never have done this if somebody wasn't influencing her and so they don't realize Pilar is listening and that's one of the key moments where you start seeing that Pilar is everywhere mm -hmm. and nobody ever notices her because she seems like to be someone that they just don't obviously like and then they also aren't she never even is like on their radar you know like mm -hmm. it's like she's so uh, beyond their like care like nobody cares about her that they don't even see that she's like basically right in plain sight um and and so she starts learning all these like things she's kind of pops up in different moments throughout the episode where she starts hearing like cheesements you know and um and that's gonna play out later but but I didn't want to talk that about you know talk about that relationship with the girls because Mia and you know again she's still I feel like I think she's hurt because Selena's picking Miguel but she still never really like goes out of her way to like talk bad about her friend or mm -hmm. dismiss her or anything because you know again she's not a mean girl because if she was she'd she'd start using things against Selena or you know I think it's at the end of the day she's happy her friend is happy but she's still kind of hurt that that she's picking Miguel and also that you know she's still hurt because Miguel is the person she liked mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of it's conflicting for her I think yeah I think there's a like she's trying to balance whether is Selena you know changing and becoming somebody maybe that she doesn't you know Mia 
basically help Selena become who she is. Yes. So now that she has like this other influence in her life, how does that play into how does that affect Mia's role as Selena's like guide, right? Yeah. So I'm sure that that's part of it too, of like who's replacing me in in her ear. Uh maybe not in that, like you said, not in the in a way where she's trying to be negative or, or manipulate or anything, but she does see herself as like the main influence in Selena's life. Yeah, she does. And um and and again going back to how Mia does things, she she thinks she's helping or she's she's a little I mean she's definitely snobby and she thinks she's always right and that she's like Miss Perfect, right? In the sense of you know, she's a she's got all the like right society manners and things like that. So she's always correcting people and it's a funny moment when she corrects um Luhan because um she's saying like this is not how you say this or that you know she's telling her like the right the right i guess grammar the right way you say certain things and luhan kind of um starts attacking her you want to go into that part oh yeah you can talk about it i mean it's it's just like luhan's not having it she's like i do not care (laughs) yeah she's just funny because it's like that typical mia being like oh you know that's not how you say it luhan and and so it's just funny because she thinks she's, you know, she does it in such a funny way that you want to be, you want to laugh because she's just not like, she's not talking down to people, but she is, you know, in a way she just does it in a funny way that makes you laugh. But Luhan doesn't obviously anyone talk to her like that. So she starts pulling her hair and this and this, but um, Lupita, uh, we see in this episode uh, comes back to help her later, like fix her hair or something. So um I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, so because Luhan, you know, uh, bites me up, she messes up her hair, which for me is like a big deal. And <laughs> so she's trying to get her hair done. There's nobody in the resort that can do hair. She's freaking out. Uh, and Lupita overhears. And Lupita, her aunt, is a hairdresser. So she's like, well, I can help you. I know how to do some stuff. And so... Why, why that's important is uh, this is the first time uh, we see somebody kind of going between friend groups um, and Lupita is able to kind of exist in both Mia's world. Like she gets along with Mia and Vico and they like her and, you know, she does their hair and they appreciate it. And, and Mia even like wants to take her on as a project. Um, mm-hmm. And at the same time, Lupita's part of Roberta and Luhan's friend group, right? Because she's a becada and so she identifies more with um, like Luhan and um, and Roberta and just being a little less familiar with the high society norms and everything. So um, it's it's just a it's a interesting dynamic because Lupita is able to kind of fit into both and that does reflect her character, right? Like she's somebody who tries to get along with people in general, tries not to cause problems. Um, she's nice and she wants to just you know be friends with with everybody if she can and so mm-hmm. um this is the first time that she gets to interact with um mia and in, in, in that crew yeah so so like you said she's basically going to become mia's next project which um you, again it's also another way that mia thinks she's helping but it can be a little you know it's a little rude to say well you need help <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like you're not good enough the way you are. So let me help you. Let me fix you. Um, but she's, you know, thinking, oh, I'm going to help you. And so she gives Lupita some clothes and Lupita's very grateful and this and this. But that's just, that's, her, again, her way of how uh, Mia thinks she's giving back and doing good. Um, I think I want to go into what happens with Diego because and people aren't really aware where he is because the was a secret right so mm-hmm. Vico is concerned because she's like where is he I haven't seen him and Tomas is just like just don't worry about it. but um we basically find out like Mauro decides to send Miguel which is weird because he mentions Miguel he says Miguel tú eres el más grande um te voy a mandar a ti you know because Miguel's like why me and he's like tú eres el más grande but I find it funny because again we know Miguel, like the viewers know, Miguel is way much much more grande than right. the kids, but they don't know. But I think it's because Miguel sort of acts more 
um, like more mature or, you know, like he's not quite like maybe some of the other kids. And so the camp counselor, Mauro, he thinks I can trust this guy to go get, go find him. Um, and so Miguel sets out to look for Diego with, with Diego's driver and he finds him. He finds him like on the, you know, eventually he finds him in the middle of that, of that street where he got attacked. You know, he's still laying there. Nobody's helping him. Nobody's helped him this whole time. He's just kind of on the ground. Um, and so when he's, when Diego sees Miguel, he's just like, we need to, you know, like he's all like, I don't know. To me, it seemed almost like he's like, oh, like you're my angel. You saved me. <laughs> um, it was just a little funny because they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. And um, I think at that moment it shows like kind of like Diego is just like so grateful to have gotten right that he's like, okay, I, I'm just like, I, he, he's not even like worried that's Miguel or whatever. And so um, when they get back to the Vacons Club, um, you know, Miguel goes to get Theo, I mean, I'm sorry, goes to get Tomas, you know, because that's his best, Diego's best friend. And so they decide to tell everyone that Miguel beat Diego up so that because it'll like, that's why he's all beat up. Because um, nobody's supposed to know about the community service. Yeah. And so that way nobody will suspect anything. So, um, so that's the story they're going to tell. But of course, the thing we, you know, viewers are seeing is that, again, Pilar is just sneaking around being her sneaky little, little self. And she's she listens in when Tomas, who, again, should keep his mouth shut, but he doesn't. He tells Giovanni what happened. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Giovanni's kind of been bouncing around, too. He's He's been someone who's because he's new. So he's been someone who's kind of trying to find his place, too. And so far, he's hung around with like Luhan because he had a little bit of a crush on her and Roberta's group and all that. So he's he's hanging around with that group. And with Miguel, because he's in the same room with Miguel and Theo, um, right? Or no, with, no, 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 I'm sorry, with Miguel and Nico. Nico. So he's in their room. And so he's kind of been bouncing around, but I think he really wants to be friends with Diego and Tomas, like the powerful kids. Mm -hmm. And um, so he's like, why don't you tell me, you know, basically like saying, don't you trust me? Like, I don't know. I don't know why Tomas does trust him because he doesn't know him, but he tells him the truth and Pilar hears. And that's a big uh a big point there because later on she's going to use that again you know for something mm-hmm. she's doing but I don't know if you want to talk about that yeah I mean we can go there um so like you said Pilat has been sneaking around <laughs> we know from the other episodes that she doesn't really get along with anybody they don't really get along with her uh she kind of resents the fact that she has to go to the school because her dad is the headmaster so uh, what she does is as she's sneaking around, she starts just gathering secrets, gathering information, and uh, she puts out a, a letter. And so it's kind of like an, a gossip girl type situation where there's this anonymous letter that appears while they all, I think they're all going to, I don't know if it's dinner breakfast, or I think. breakfast. I think breakfast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they all get this letter and inside it's it's anonymous it says you know did you guys know that yesterday Vico and and Mia were talking about Selena and her bathing suit making fun of her and did you also know that Diego was in town doing community service and then got attacked so she uses the two secrets that she overheard uh, to put out this letter to kind of blow up the secrets that are happening at the school and of course it causes commotion and the you know it's it's the talk of the town <laughs> and the people who are in the letter right so like Mia and Selena and uh and Diego obviously they're all upset because these are things that they they didn't expect anybody else to know um mm-hmm. and so it's just another another wrinkle to throw into their already like dramatic uh lives yeah and I think one of the things, the the main things here is that um, uh, Mia had just read a very nice letter from Selena, uh, where Selena was apologizing for, I guess, for being a little um, consumed with her time with Miguel. Like, she was basically saying, Mia, if you don't want to be my friend anymore, you know, I'll always, you know, care about you because you've been the best friend ever. And basically saying, like, you know, she loves her friend and she doesn't want there to be problems with them, but she understands if Mia no longer wants to be her friend because of what's been happening with them. You know, they're kind of distant right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but she's basically declaring, you know, like, I'm, you know, you're my best friend and this and this. And Mia's all uh, in her typical little, like, romantic way that she is of, you know, she's like, oh, my friend, I love this, you know, like, she's, because <laughs> she says, I que cursi, Selena, but me encanta, you know. And I think it's because she, uh, she cares so much about Selena, you know, that's, I, um, I know we've talked about this a few times, that Selena and Vico, I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, Selena and Vico, they kind of are always competing for Mia's attention mm-hmm. um and I do feel like just from I don't know I, I don't know how long they've known each other I feel like Selena and Mia have known each other longer just from some of the like conversations but I always do feel like she has a soft spot for Selena like I feel like they might be the closer friends um but she's not gonna obviously pick because they're like a trio right but I always do feel like she like I feel like they probably it seems like they've been friends longer um so like she does have a soft spot for her. at least that's my opinion I don't know um <laughs> so I feel like she doesn't want to lose Selena and so she's ready to go back and um I guess make up with her and this and this but then that's when that letter comes out and Selena's really upset because she thinks her best friends are like talking about her and when Mia reads it she's you know she's upset too because she she didn't really criticize Selena but she it could have appeared that way from the way that she was talking to Vico. Mm-hmm. And um, and then, of course, on the other side, you know, Diego's secret, like, he's kind of just, he doesn't say anything, but Tomas immediately wants to blame Miguel. When and he was the big man. <laughs> exactly. That was very, like, I was like, you are just, how can you forget that you just told Giovanni, who was, like, new also, like, you trusted him, and you don't know who this guy is, and but you think it's Miguel. Like, why would Miguel even tell, you know, after y'all told this big story about him being beating up Diego. So it's just funny how he immediately like blames him and he wants to fight him. Um, so it's just, it's just weird. And then after that, because of this tense situation, Alma decides to take everybody on this, like, let's go do an activity or whatever. And they go to like, go ride horses or something. Um, and this is important because at that moment, uh, Mia, you know, who doesn't think Alma Rey is, um, very classy or you know she's she just doesn't like her and she doesn't like Roberto obviously and so she's like I'm going back to the to the place you know to like the room it seems like she's going back to her room so she's mm-hmm. climbing all these stairs and we see that Miguel the creep is watching her <laughs> and he's watching her and he's following her and so she starts feeling like weird right it's weird because she starts feeling like somebody's following her but then she ends up on the side of like a mountain I don't know <laughs> she's on the side of a <laughs> Of this random hill, I don't know if she went out past, you know, like outside of the, the resort, and she's just somewhere outside. But she's standing somewhere by herself, and Miguel sneaks up on her, and in a very aggressive manner, grabs her, and basically seems like threatening to throw her over the edge. Mm-hmm. And that's where the episode ends, and it just goes to show how, oh, how toxic Miguel is. Yeah. Um, we keep talking about this because, you know as we both said like we understand like you know they picked I feel well this is what I think they picked Miguel I mean they picked Alfonso Herrera to play Miguel because you know obviously um I mean he's a good looking guy he he's very charming his personality in the with other people seems you know super caring nice look at the way he treats Selena all this all this stuff but when you look at the side of him that's super like aggressive and you know so focused on revenge and it's just toxic and stuff it's hard to like see that side of him because it's like why do we like this guy you know mm-hmm. um i don't know it's just yeah it's just i mean yeah I, that's all true i think uh it is hard to watch now older because i think yeah. when we were younger it was very easy to get charmed by his looks and uh just you know liking the actor so then you like the character Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't know that I was as aware of like, man, this guy's a problem. This guy has <laughs> issues, and this is dangerous, right? What he's doing with Mia, mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah, it's 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 interesting to watch it now. Um, as hard as it is to admit, like, man, I really liked that guy earlier when I was younger. I don't know how I feel about it now. So um, I know, but. I mean, there's going to be several times where Miguel does some things that are 
that are not that we don't agree with that I think now with some perspective are definitely um we've used the word problematic before it's definitely raises red flags it's uh it's cruel it's uh it's dangerous and honestly it's uh it's uh it's just troubling overall but um I think we have like there's also the consideration of it's a telenovela Mm-hmm. Um, it is meant to be over the top. It is meant to be uh, a little bit um, just for shock value, right? Yeah. Um, so keeping that in mind as we're watching it too, right? Like, uh, would we ever condone these things in real life? No, um, it is, you know, a show. And um, so trying to balance those two. But I agree, like, Miguel, not cool. Yeah. In this episode <laughs> and in many others. <laughs> <laughs> I know and that's why it's it's just hard to see that side of him now because you're like wow I missed a lot of this when I was younger or you know like like you said you you get used to the telenovela um, you know type of drama that you know just kind of very like you said over the top you know all these issues that also are you know sometimes are also it can can be a society cultural thing where like some things might not be called out that should be um but again, we're watching it with, you know, we're just taking, we're taking the story that it, that it is and just kind of reliving, you know, what, what it, what it was to us then and what it is now, now that we're seeing it with different perspective, but again, you know, not condoning anything, not, not also taking a, um, take, taking it for what it is basically just, just, it is the novella that it was and, you know, back then, and we're just seeing it with different perspective now. But again, I think that's what happens when, with anything, anything you watch, you know, um, as you get older, as you have a different perspective in life, you, um, you, you, you bring something different to it every time. So, yeah. And definitely we like, we still love the novel. That's why we are watching it. Yeah. We understand there's so many fans that love it. Uh, and at the same time, it's okay to say there's stuff in there that t- in today's world, we would just now with better perspective with that, uh, probably like as much uh, if we were watching it for the first time yeah <laughs> yeah so that's um but yeah that's episode five yep that's uh where we leave off so we got we got the whole gossip girl situation we got me and miguel on the side of the cliff and so that brings us to episode six um it actually picks up there um uh, so I'll, I'll let you talk about that in a minute just where it picks up um but where the rest of the episode goes is more of Alma um, and her dinamicas and her just trying to like create this fun environment uh, at the school, which is not really her role. Like she's there to visit Roberta. I don't know why she's taking this on as her charge, but she decides like she needs to create all these activities for the kids. Um, And so that's mostly what's going to happen in this episode. She's just, you know, having them do different activities. Um, There's going to be a dance where they are going to pair up later. So um, and then we just continue to see more bad decisions on all on all fronts from a lot of different characters. So uh, <laughs> do you want to just pick up where we left off with the me and Miguel? Yeah, so they do pick up right away with that. And um, he's basically like, again, he's pinned her to the ground. It's very dramatic, but it's also very um, aggressive. Like he's 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 definitely bigger than her. He's holding her down. He's. You don't know what he's going to do. Like, does he want to push her? Is he just threatening her? What's happening? And so he starts telling her all these things. And, um, you know, from what he's saying, it's like it's like he's basically saying, like, you deserve to you should to basically to be punished, you know, like you you and your family and this and this. And I think Mia's, you know, first of all, she's scared and she's kind of wondering, like, because like, he starts saying all these things about Golucci and this and this. Um, and then he starts, I think to spin into where it's like you're gonna pay because of what you did to selena and i think it's you know again because he can't ruin his plan Mm -hmm. you know if he if he tells her right away who he is and what he's doing there like he can't do what he's intending to do and it's funny to me to want you know at this point also wondering like what what is his plan like you know how does he plan to hurt this girl like he could easily throw her off the cliff now right he's probably not trying to kill her because at this point he could have already killed her but Mm -hmm. what does he have in his mind like what is his grand plan because that he needs to continue to be at the school and draw it out so i'm not sure what's going through his mind 
honestly. Um, but what he says is that uh, I will, you know, I'm doing this because you can't treat people like Selena like that. And I think in, in some of what he says about that, I think he really does mean it. Like, I think he has gotten to start, you know, appreciating Selena for who she is. And mm-hmm. and she, he probably does feel bad, like, that that Selena deals with a lot of the, the stuff she deals with. Um, and, and thinks somehow that it's Mia's fault, too. Because she think again, this, this whole issue with the note saying that Mia was talking bad about her. You know, um, he believes it. And so he thinks, like, you, you're treating her terribly. Um, so, you know, he's just being real aggressive. And then he lets her go. And Vico finds her and she's like crying, breaking down and stuff. And um, and then he she does tell Vico what happened. So it's also strange to me that she tells someone else and they both decide not like because Vico's like, you have to tell on him, you know, mm-hmm. which, yes, like in that's what I would tell my friend. Like, you can't let this guy do this to you. Mm-hmm. But in a weird twist of how this obviously is to create more drama and um, Mia says that in some ways he has a point and I find that again very like oh like exasperating because it's like you know he had no right to do that to her no matter what she did to Selena um and she again she didn't do anything really to her Selena but he thinks she did but he still had no right to put her hand his hands on her and attack her like that and almost threaten her you know almost to threaten her life or so it's problematic to me because um she's seeing it like well he has a point because you know she's thinking uh maybe i do some of these things that he said like i do use my you know power or my 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 place in the school over people but it's still not the right way for them to like highlight that <laughs> no for sure i mean it's in in a sense she's like justifying the mistreatment yeah. that he just gave her right so that's that's not that's not anything that we should uh cheer for mm-hmm. uh, to your point like it has to keep the story going um yeah. and uh as we'll see later like it also like p- pushes her to go and you know apologize to selena later so it sucks uh in the sense of like here's a girl who's accepting this treatment from a guy um and justifying it uh mm-hmm. But for the novella's purposes, it's uh, it's a way to keep the story going so that they don't blow Miguel's cover and they can continue with this whole thing of um, he's still at the school and he's still carrying out this plan. Which, to your point, like, what is his plan? Because that, <laughs> what if she had reported him, right? Like, he would have just blown his whole thing. So yeah. he's not thinking, I don't know. He's not even he's he sucks and he's not even good at his own plan. So <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Like I don't even think he knows at this point like what his plan is because I think he's just you know was like I'm gonna get there and I'm gonna find this person and then I'm gonna show them. But it's like okay, but what are you trying to do? Because like you said, if she had reported him, he would be out of there. And and then what? You know, I I just don't know what in his mind he would have done um or or what his end goal is you know Mm -hmm. um so so it's just weird because how how did they how did he plan to play out this whole thing um but i guess that's enough about oh i guess one thing before we move on before about this whole miguel is being a weird creepy stalker guy um nico um not to be confused with vico again nico is starting to feel like me is a little bit suspicious mm-hmm. um he starts seeing weird things because he already noticed that miguel has a big interest in mia mm-hmm. um because you know he mentioned her once and was trying to get all this information and he's like do you know them and he's like no you know he kind of played it off but he's starting to realize like there's something going on with miguel so mm-hmm. um and and nico's a smart guy um and he likes miguel but i think he feels like why is this I, I don't know shady there's some shady stuff yeah there's some shady stuff and so i feel like he um he's also like we said before he's the voice of reason so i'm wondering if he's thinking like what is he doing and maybe i can help them help him get out of this you know because mm-hmm. i don't know for what, whatever reason he he's been trying to help me get to stay out of trouble so mm-hmm. anyway. and that'll come up that'll come up more enough in a couple more episodes but um yeah Nico, for all we can tell right now, is is a good guy, and 
and suspect something right he's the only one who does suspect like, yeah the only one is, so this far. is strange <laughs> yeah this guy's yeah. weird <laughs> um okay so yeah then uh i guess you know as as all this is happening the other students are still doing all their like activities with alma Rey, um and she decides she decides that the way to solve all these kids' problems is to have a dance. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's like you you have the girls have to ask a guy to the dance, right? Like yeah. that's the only way that they're able to uh leave the room is like until you ask a guy, then you can leave the room. And that's what we're gonna do for today. Again, I don't know how she appointed herself the the queen of the <laughs> I know, <laughs> which makes you sympathize a bit with Roberta because you realize then you're right. She does make everything sort of about her. Um, yeah. uh, Alma does. And yeah. and you see then like why Roberta says like her mom needs to always have the attention on her. But I feel like Alma's doing it out of a good place. But again, nobody's asking her to do this. Like they have a camp counselor. You're just like one of the moms. Like you're just supposed to be there to see your daughter and stay out of the way. And she becomes like this whole thing, like, oh, I'm the one that's going to help plan and do this. And it's weird. It, it's funny. And um, and again, it's it shows that side of like how things are kind of just like you said before, like this shenanigans, because it just is just to create more, um, you know, more situations where they have to kind of interact all as a group and then also, um, you know, put them in awkward situations where they have to like, for example, asking the girls have to ask the boys out. And so. Some of these girls, you know, are new and they have to kind of like, what if you don't want to like go out with one, one of these guys? Like, you don't, you shouldn't have to like be forced to ask somebody to this dance, you know, and, mm-hmm. and she puts them in this weird situation, but um, it does yeah. create some weird pairings. So obviously Selena and, and Miguel are going to go together. They're friends. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get Biko and Diego, of course, because they're already kind of going out. Mm-hmm. Um, then Lupita decides to ask Theo because she knows that he gets picked on and she's, you know, she's trying to be nice again. And so she's like, hey, will you go with me? And he's like very reluctant about it, but she's like, come on, just do it. And so he's like, okay. Um, yeah, he's uh, super shy. I mean, he, I think he's just, he's used to always being like the outcast. And so I think he just feels awkward no matter what, even though Lupita's super nice. Then we get um, Roberta sort of like, makes it seem like Luhan asked Giovanni and so they're going together (laughs) (laughs) I know uh, we also see like uh, Mia has no option but Tomas so she's like hey I guess I'll go with Tomas he's like thanks (laughs) which I thought was funny Um, but all in all what ends up happening is Roberta needs a partner conveniently and she asks Mauro who's the camp counselor guy well, she did and, it with the purpose, yeah. Well, she, she did wants- it with the purpose, but, I mean, it ends up, like, I guess, number-wise, it works out, because everybody else seems to have a partner. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and, and he agrees to be her, her partner, but more with the intention of, like, let me see if I can smooth things over between her and her mom, because he likes Atma. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, it's awkward, again, because she's has this purpose of like getting him to like her and he likes Alma and um and I don't think Roberto sees it yet and I also feel like Mauro doesn't see that Roberto likes him so one thing another thing I want to talk about that dance so during the dance we see uh, a band performing and it's actually Eric Rubin um who used to play in Timbiriche and um we've talked about how that's cool because it's a nod to um not only the band, because it's like a teen band similar to what's going to happen with RBD, but it's also, you know, a nod to him because he's from uh, like a telenovelas as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's sort of... Haciendo una estrella or alcanzar una estrella? Alcanzar una estrella, yeah. It was, yeah. It was, yeah. So it's kind of cool to see them, um, that cameo in, in the novela. And, and that's the song. He plays that song that we saw in the intro for episode five. Mm-hmm. Um, that came on and so again we see how music is a big part of the novella too um, and another thing I wanted to point out about music this is the first time we hear Salva Man in the background um, which we remember. know which uh, uh, which scene was that so that's in the scene where um, Mia and Selena are making up okay 
and um, they're talking and, you know, that you could hear the song. And, and at this point we don't, the fans are like the viewers don't necessarily know all the music yet because I don't believe they had put out the music yet, but it's just interesting to see how they had started promoting the songs, you know, in the novella mm-hmm. and, and how they become part of the story too. So Salome obviously is going to be probably, if not the biggest hit that they have, like one of the biggest songs. And, um, and so that's, that's going to be that's it was just kind of cool to, to hear that that was the first time they played it and then one other thing about Mia she brings out one of her other little famous lines because you know we already had que difícil es el yo but now she used uh pinky promise which is another <laughs> one of her her little famous lines she's always like pinky promise and so it's just uh funny to see her with her little taglines um but yeah but going back to the to the dance just as far as music um, another thing I wanted to bring about about music is we keep hearing about Diego play playing the guitar that he's you know a good musician but he can't really do it because he has to do it you know kind of in secret because his dad doesn't approve mm-hmm. and so apparently he has composed like a song and Mia decides to put some lyrics to it and during the dance she performs the song um, Diego I believe is not around but she sings it or something mm-hmm. anyway so it's just interesting because this is the first time that they have that element of you know they keep referencing music but none of them are actually like performing but this is the first time they have they want to perform like music for the group and so they perform it during the dance it also gives us a chance for miguel to look at mia in a non like (laughs) or anyway he actually i think likes her in that moment uh so uh but yeah to your point diego's not there because what's happening Diego and, to- and Tomas skip the dance, right? Yeah. They decide they're going to go get revenge on the guys who beat up Diego, which is great. <laughs> That's going to go swell. I um, know. But, of course, who's hanging around in the background and hears all this? Pilar. Oh, uh, and so she calls uh, Diego's dad and basically rats him out. And so as they were going to their plan, uh, his dad shows up. And so that's why he's not at the dance. That's why he's not there when they're singing the song um but so i know well, you mentioned a little bit of like just the way things go down in town when dad shows up yeah well just to backtrack a little bit he, he does hear them playing his song because right at the end when they're coming back well i guess let me let me let me, let me stop real quick first let's talk about the scene where they're trying to get revenge so they go back into town and they're trying to find these guys but Pilar has told, you know, Leon, Leon um, Bustamante, right? He, she called an anonymous call, whatever. And so they show up where Diego basically has parked. You know, they, they basically stop them. And Diego's kind of like, what? You know, who told you? How do you know? And he's like, I got an anonymous call, you know, whatever. But they decide to take the guy that beat up, basically the, the guy who led the, the incident, you know, who, who decided that they were going to beat up Diego and attack him. Um, they take they take him away, you know, because again, Diego's dad is very powerful, and he, and it's not kind of like I, I I feel like it's justified. I mean, he did attack Diego, which is you know you don't do that, but but it's also show it, it kind of works to show that the Bustamantes have power. Like mm-hmm. you do something to us, we're gonna take you down, and um, they take him away from his little brother, and that's the sad part because the little boy. You know he's crying, and he. I, I guess maybe that that leaves him by himself. They don't really show us if he has any more family, but it looks like nobody else is there. So I'm wondering what ha- what's going to happen to this kid, and he's a little boy. And so Diego's dad just gives him like some some money, of course. Um, right. Yeah, just gives him some money and like, okay, here, kid. And it's like again shows how how these people are. Like it's like just uh, corrupt, but. Because I'm thinking, you know, why don't you worry about, okay, I understand that this other guy beat up your son and you're going to do something about it, but don't leave a child out on the street, like, mm-hmm. by himself. So anyway, that was yeah. ugh, that was frustrating. Um, but as they come... Oh, I was just going to oh. say that the beginning, we talked a little bit about the intro of, of the episodes in the last couple of podcasts. Um and this is the first one that actually I thought resonated because it's Diego's voice and he's talking about how parents 
want you to be like them um but what happens when you don't you're not like them you don't think you're the same um and so I felt like this intro very much went with at least the scene and and this part of the episode um Mm -hmm. and just kind of shows that that conflict between like Diego and his dad and who his dad wants him to be and who Diego wants to be which I think you're also going to talk about in terms of like the music part yeah so once they return to the Vulcans club like they um Diego's walking with his dad and and Tomas and Tomas is big mouth because he's got a big mouth like let's just say yeah, <laughs> first he's over Tomas. here telling he's telling all Diego's secrets and then now he's like hey Diego isn't that your song and it's like dude like you know your friend's not supposed to talk about music or play music but he says it in front of Bustamante right and so he's like you know basically Diego's like no like he they play it off and he's like but it's, it's one of those moments, again, where it's like, oh, Tomas, <laughs> what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but it shows how Diego has to hide this side of him because his dad doesn't approve. And he does he wants him to be something else. And music is obviously not something that goes with, you know, the person that Diego Bustamante is supposed to be. And so it's sad because, again, it shows how much his dad does control his life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But... Yeah, so do you want to talk about Roberta? Because <laughs> there's a lot of just a, I just a little know. bit. She's just, uh, I guess overall, she's just like really rude and dismissive to her mom uh, because, you know, she's taking all the attention and also because she's spending time with Mauro. And um, yeah, I mean, other than that, she's just being, oh, and she's trying to seduce Mauro still. Well, the thing that stands out, though, is that um, Mauro tells Roberta, like he wants her blessing that's the reason he said yes to her because he was hoping to talk to her so he can say hey are you okay with me asking your mom out and obviously he doesn't see that Roberta has a crush on him and Mm -hmm. so Roberta it makes her even more angry and that's when she really lashes out at Alma and really does say a lot of like really mean things because she she's hurt because again somebody who's interested in her mom and not her but at the end of the day, we all understand why. Like, Roberto's a little girl. Like, he's not supposed to want to go out with her. Right. But she just sees it as like, oh, somebody's picking my mom over me mm-hmm. again. And um, and so she's really mean to her. And that's where, like, the dance, it, the dance kind of ends on a really, like, it's all tense because Roberto's mean to her mom. They all come back. But then um, uh, Bustamante, you know, because he showed up, Leon showed up with Diego, he... Um, he basically threatens Mauro and says, like, what, why didn't you tell me my son got hurt? And, you know, he's basically, like, saying, I can end your career and I, mm-hmm. I can end you, you know, again, showing what a bully he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really tense. Everything kind of, that dance is not, was not a good moment. <laughs> <laughs> it did not go well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But then mm-hmm. I think that was, oh, go ahead. No, is there anything else? Well, I, no, I think that's pretty much like most of the most of the stuff that happened at the very very end. Uh, Mia and her crew go back to the room, and um, you know they've made up again. Selena and Mia and Rico are friends again because they they made up, so they're all happy. Even though everything was awkward at that dance, like they're just still, you know, it didn't affect them. So they're just like oh, having fun. But then they walk into the room and there's a mystery person in the room, mm-hmm. and. So we're not sure because they're just like you and it's like, like, what are you doing here or something like that? It's just kind of like very shocked. And so we don't know who, who right. it could be. Yeah. You can guess like, oh my yeah. gosh, it could be. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's a good stopping point because that's where we can, uh, you know, wrap up episode six and get ready for the next two. Um, yeah. Before we go. Do you want to shout anybody out? Anybody that, you know, made you happy in these two episodes? Or on the other side, was there anybody that you just could not take in these two episodes? <laughs> oh, wow. That's a, that's a hard one. Because there's so many people that are just doing so many crazy things. Um, I, I'm really, right now, obviously, we've, I've talked many you know a lot about this a lot i'm really upset with how megan's character is is you know what where's he, where he's going with this whole situation with his revenge but um i'm also 
you know, upset with Roberta right now because of how she treats her mom. Um, and so they, they just all kind of disappoint me. And then again, I think we talked about this in the last episode, uh, Tomas, he's not a good friend. <laughs> like, he's just always causing trouble without realizing it. So I don't know. They're all kind of like bad in their moments. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that actor and I hope... You know, I'm sure he's a nice guy. <laughs> he's doing what he was asked, but yeah, he's not. He's not cool. Um, I'll add, like, Bilad's really not likable right oh, now. I'm yeah. wondering, like, where her character is gonna go because I don't, I don't remember what happens with her, honestly. Um, but obviously, she's hurting the people that we do care about, so uh, that's not, you know, she's not a standout right now. Um, yeah. No, no good. No good standouts. <laughs> no good standouts. Um, well, last time I picked Mia because I thought she was really funny. Mm-hmm. She's still pretty funny in these, some of these, um, in some moments, not not as much. But um, I guess I'll just call. I, I also, well, I think Mia and Lupita probably get the points because Mia, again, she's still being a really good friend overall. Mm-hmm. She's not great with everyone else, but she's good with her friends. And um and Lupita, I like that she can be friends with everybody. You know, she's just a nice person. And we need some of that because everybody's just so messed up. Yeah. <laughs> so we need someone who's going to be trying to not cause more chaos. And I think that she brings a little bit of that piece of like, oh, thankfully there's somebody here with not an ulterior motive or not, you know, trying to ruin everybody else's moment. You know, it's like she's just a nice person and she's just trying to enjoy her her time there, you know yep for sure um yeah i don't know i think nobody really strongly stands out i think we feel bad for people in a couple of different instances like Diego, but not that he's being great either (laughs) i know i'll I'll give credit to to the mauto guy i don't i didn't really care about his character in any in any of the episodes really like I don't necessarily like the character, but I will say he seems to be a decent guy and he, you know, stands up for what he thinks he's doing is right, right? Um, mm-hmm. Trying to protect Diego, trying to protect other students. So um, he seems to be a good person, at least. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. All, All right. right. So that wraps up episodes five and six. We'll be back later this week with seven and eight. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. Um, we have an Instagram that you can follow. Uh, what's that? It's what's at that? it's at Rebelde Rewatch on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> All right, so you can follow us on both. Um, you know, if there's questions that you have about the first few episodes that we watch, any comments that that you want to share things that we missed let us know we uh are always you know interested to hear what you guys are noticing as you're re-watching these episodes um and we hope you follow us along for the next two yeah thanks for joining us all right bye bye